0: This episode of Down to Business is brought to you by T.F. Moran, a leading land planning and engineering firm with offices in both Bedford and Portsmouth, New Hampshire.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Feingold, editor of New Hampshire Business Review, bringing you our Down to Business podcast for September 16th, 2020. And today we're gonna to be hoping to look at in depth, as in depth as we can get in the time we have, at what is apparently a very uh, confusing eviction moratorium. If you might recall, a president announced one through the CDC, this uh, new moratorium preventing any evictions or most evictions through December 31st. And Bob Sanders, our award-winning Journalist of the Year from the Business Review. uh, He's been writing, is writing a story about that. And Bob, could you talk a little bit about, well, maybe not a little bit, but let's just try to make this as as comprehensible as possible about what the heck is going on in terms of that eviction moratorium?
2: Well, this is the third eviction moratorium that, uh, that landlords and tenants are experiencing. The first was declared by uh, Governor Sununu right after the emergency, mid-March, and ended on July 1st. The federal government also, uh, with the CARES Act, so this is legislatively, they put an eviction moratorium on that uh, only dealt with federally funded housing, uh, which includes federal-backed mortgages, but also if you have Section 8 in your building, that uh lasted till july 24th and so there was no protections and um and then out of the blue the cdc um the center for disease control issued a national eviction moratorium that affected all housing that started september 4th and it's you know it's a it's uh it, and it lasts until the end of the year and it's different than the others for a number of reasons it's a a, a federal fiat it's it's not a legislative and um so there's a uh, legal questions about it and there's it's uh also has there's a a a a, a, a statement that the tenants have to sign uh, and there's no way to really figure out whether that statement is true, but people could go to jail if they evict with that statement, and they could go to jail if they lie on that statement, um, so it's, may it basically effectively, whether it's legal or not, it's effectively, will, will probably halt all, um, evictions. So, all right, so wh- what,
1: what, what's the uh, issue here though because it seems like that seems like a reasonable thing is to to help hold people from going out uh from being kicked out of the house and then you know maybe possibly not being able to find a place to live at all or maybe being crowded into uh, shelters that would be at, put you at risk in terms of covid so the on the face of it, it makes sense but how does this work i mean how how do let's say uh landlords or tenants approach this uh how do they say you can't evict me how does this happen
2: um they have to sign a statement then you're right that the whole idea is you don't want people evicted in homeless shelters or uh you know basically living with relatives or friends in crowded conditions because that's what COVID loves uh the spread from people um to find another host to find uh, that's nearby and goes through the air and they have lots of time to infect somebody so so that's the idea that's why it's the uh a public health uh uh declaration but the cdc really doesn't know anything about landlord-tenant relationships and um so it's kind of like they're just you know saying well you can't evict but it's more complicated than that because um, there is this uh, statement. It's called a declaration, and uh, the tenant signs it um, on penalty of perjury. Um, and it has to be every tenant in a house. So if one person, every tenant that signed on the lease. So if one person signs it, another person's on the lease. Theoretically, you could evict the, the 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 wife. Not the husband or and not the wife, but that's probably not gonna happen and um they have to say basically i've I'm doing my best i I've gotten i've i've gotten all government assistance um, and um uh and us efforts to make timely payments and evicted, likely become homeless. And I understand I must pay rent. So they sign this thing under penalty of perjury. But, the, and as soon as they sign it, the landlord must tell the um can't start an eviction. If they start eviction, they have to tell the court. Um, so that's that's basically the uh the situation. And uh, the there's no way, nobody knows how to challenge this. Like, suppose a person you know is just bought a new car and you saw him driving around and it, you can't say this person has money they're they're not paying the rent and uh there's no way to say that or you can't say it anywhere um at least at this point i mean there might be some legal challenges on this
1: so yeah what what is that all about i mean the what what it seems like to me is that tenants can come sign a declaration and give it to the landlord and the landlord is supposedly bound by that says i can't evict you now even though the landlord might not think that the person is actually telling him or her the truth about whether the circumstances he meets that this that the tenant meets the circumstances of the eviction is that is that what's going on
2: exactly um the um as soon as they get this if they if they start an eviction and they have this this uh um thing in their hands or in their mailboxes or or whatever they they uh could go to jail um for this it's uh, or face a a hundred thousand dollar penalty um so um and they have to um you know when they if they start an eviction they have to tell the court yeah i got this or no i didn't so um now if they don't get this this piece of paper um, they can, uh, the law, the, the moratorium doesn't exist, but at any point during the eviction, like right up to when the sheriff is at the door, they can they can show this paper. You can go through the, um, the eviction process and, you know, get to the very end, which takes months usually, and then, you know, and and costs money and so forth, and then your uh, eviction has to come to a halt. Um, and uh, at the point where they're about the sheriff's about to go out the door, the tenant is probably going to go to legal services or somebody, and and uh, and somebody's going to tell them, hey, all you have to do is sign this paper and give it to the landlord, and that puts everything on hold.
1: So what what about that? I mean. Is is legal services being inundated with people ask you know saying I want to I want to file this uh, I want to get this affidavit this document signed What's going on with that?
2: Well, that's the whole puzzling thing about this. This is supposedly going to prevent a uh, 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 we hear the word tsunami of uh, evictions. This huge wave that's going to come that because the other moratoriums are are gone and and uh, and, there's, you know, and then there's unemployment's running out. There was 600 and extra uh, a week on unemployment, then it turned to 300. That's been held up, but that just went out the door last week. Unfortunately, that's over now. Uh, so the worry is that there's gonna be this huge rise in evictions. Well, so far, we haven't seen this. Now, there was a moratorium, so there wasn't anything, but those moratorium expired evictions did go up compared to the moratorium, but they're still not at the level they were when the economy was booming, before this whole pandemic happened. There were more evictions then than there were during this period between the two moratorium. So we don't see this. And I've talked to some landlords. I said, have you gotten any of this paper? Now, it was basically a week after it happened, so maybe some have have since gotten it. But but uh but so far nobody's gotten any uh you know the there hasn't been you know this deluge of of uh, evictions happening and as i said i'm pretty sure most landlords won't go through the trouble of starting an eviction if they know it's going to be stopped any any moment um there are ways to test this thing but as an attorney told me um you know it's it's uh, by the time you're done, the eviction will be over uh, in January 1st. And actually that's when this situation might be, you know, very troubling uh, yeah. because if a it's cold then yeah. <laughs> then it is in September. Um, and B, a lot of the money is run out, including money to help people with evictions. Uh, money that is, if it isn't spent by January, uh, December 31st, is has to be returned to the federal government. And you have the, the problem of the unemployment, not just the extra money, the enhancements running out, which already happened, but the actual unemployment benefits, your your basic, uh, you know, benefits that you got before this whole pandemic. It will be about three quarters of a year since this you know people start collecting unemployment mm-hmm. they're gonna that's gonna run out um and so people will be left without any income and that's just when this moratorium is coming to an end so maybe then we'll have this tsunami of assistance mm-hmm. uh, a tsunami of evictions but um one other thing that's that's surprising in all this is besides there's been no rise in evictions despite pretty high unemployment even now when it went down to quote to six something percent which is still not good um you you uh you have uh we didn't have any um there's money for people to go to get assistance there's 35 million dollars which um the governor um basically gave to the cap agencies um and uh everybody thought 35 million that's not going to be enough to take care of this this rise in in evictions after his moratorium ended well you know there's they're all so far eight weeks into when that money has been available um there's so far they've only spent uh 2.5 million dollars out of 35 so oh. less than percent so mm-hmm. either they're really really slow in getting things out the door and that did happen in the beginning but that's been you know streamlined somewhat or the need isn't as great as people anticipated
1: yeah you know, that's a really interesting thing. I, I'd like to talk about this a little bit more, but we have to take a break. I'll be right
0: back after this. Than 52 years, TF Moran has been a leading land planning and engineering firm with offices in both Bedford and Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Their professional service areas include civil, structural, and traffic engineering, land surveying, landscape architecture, environmental, shoreland, and wetland permitting, stormwater monitoring, as well as other construction support services. T.F. Moran utilizes the latest technology, putting their expertise to work to deliver high-quality, cost-effective and low-impact solutions to best serve their clients. T.F. Moran is involved in some of New Hampshire's largest development projects, such as the SNHU Milliard Parking Garage in downtown Manchester, Woodmont Commons in Londonderry, and Whole Foods and the Market and Main development in Bedford. TF Moran is deeply committed to the communities in which its team members live and work. It's honored to have received the New Hampshire 200 Award and the Business Excellence Award from New Hampshire Business Review. They were voted the best of business in the engineering category for the last eight years in a row. Please visit TFMoran.com to view their project portfolio and learn more.
1: So Bob, this is this really is interesting to me because you know you, you hear about you know these people, th- this whole idea of this fear of evictions, that there's, there are people who have not been paying their rent, and uh, you know they, they there's a it's obvious you know, people are out of work we have we have we've had historically high unemployment all these things, but then you have this fund that the government has set up that's just not apparently not being used to help. For people to be using it, is, is it a matter of them not knowing about it? What, what what is the deal with that? It just seems kind of it doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Well, as I said, there was a, a beginning the 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 whole procedure getting the the cap agencies, which are um, these agencies that help uh, people throughout the state on all sorts of problems. People, poor people who need money uh, for utility uh increases and so forth um they had trouble getting the program up and running they also uh there was a evolved online process to apply um the governor acknowledged this they streamlined it so that it's uh, fewer clicks i i through it myself it does seem pretty easy right now um so i'm not really sure what's going on um there has been a lot of money pumped in this economy for a long time and evictions are a slow process to be fair i mean the evictions haven't gone up but you you know even uh even the filings uh they went up since the moratorium but they're down since before the eviction so not as much so the initial filings have gone down so the eviction process is a long process, and you it's come longer because you have to give a instead of a week's notice before you file, you have to give a month's notice now uh, before you file. i um, basically both on state and federal law, um, so that slows things down a little bit. Um, but but it it's I'm a little baffled myself. Um, I know I talked to the people who were in uh, Gopher that's the governor's agency to that basically uh, helps uh, how to spend this this cares act money and uh, and they said well you know we really hope people come and call us you know we really hope people take advantage of this um, so I, that almost indicates that it's it seems like The people, it isn't that there's this pile up and they haven't gotten to it. It seems like there's, um, that that people are just not applying as much as expected. Um, You know, if we go uh, 35 million, you divide that, that should be, um, and they got 2.5 million. Well, let's say it goes up to 3.5 million every two months, uh, or even double that uh seven million every two months that's that's still going to be 10 months before that money you go through that money and uh the money expires in four months um and it it really indicates that that uh, i mean they're talking in washington about um uh, getting more aid to to for the landlords and tenant assistance and and um but there's aid right now that's not being used. So it's 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 perplexing. Um, people keep on saying, well, this is gonna come. This wave is gonna come and that's possible, but I haven't seen the evidence. There's one story that said evictions are on the rise. I, I saw it recently. Uh, well, they are on the rise if you count from the moratorium when there were no evi- evictions. But you look at before the moratorium. In fact, evictions have been going down for the last four years. Hmm. The top week of evictions um, since the moratorium, you know, be, you know, in recent since that more the first moratorium ended, um, the 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 highest week was the average four years ago, um, and uh, so it's kind of and. The average has since gone down, but 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 still, that's and and we you look at those statistics. There's a couple of weeks where it really peaked, was a little high, but if you take the whole two months from uh, July to September, um, it's you know it, it is lower than before this pandemic.
1: And and really, the bottom line is that while you know it's good to have these programs in place now it's possible there'll be nothing there'll be no net no safety net no, nothing uh on january 1st because obviously congress has been at log are we're in, we're in full campaign mode now and uh as you said and as we've written about in other articles on similar things related to cares act money the money's not spent by december 31st at this point you have to give it back so uh you know, that's going to be, that could be a, a disaster that we, I, I, it's going to be, almost could be an unmanageable disaster if they don't do something to help out on this stuff. Because when the eviction moratorium ends, and if there's no kind of financial assistance, what's, what's the what's the answer going to be? We have to start all over again, I guess. Is that is that the sense you get?
2: Well, there are a couple of things happening between uh, now and uh, December. There's There's an election. So it's true. I don't expect anything to happen. Nobody else does before the election at this point in Congress. So though the House is making, you know, uh, noises about uh, about staying there until until it's done um, that that may they may pass something. The the unemployment if the unemployment is extended as part of some kind of stopgap measure that could could help things The unemployment enhancements. But then you got to realize after the election, you have this November to December, you have this lame duck Congress who don't have any worry about any political consequences. Um, who knows what that's going to mean? And then you have a new uh, a new Congress uh, uh, and a new state legislature, too. I should ask, I uh, should add, on veto day, uh, that's going <laughs> to
1: <laughs> uh, that's the one of the bills that money.
2: is being being vetoed actually would uh, would have opposed another moratorium a six month one yeah. Uh, yeah. which would have uh, would have had a payment plan um that's probably not going to survive the not gonna uh, overcome the governor's veto um so uh, but you have a new legislature you may have a new president. I doubt you'll have a new governor, but anything's possible. Um, so you might have a whole new makeup uh, coming uh, coming January, that just in time, basically, for this <laughs> this, uh, this impending tsunami that we keep on waiting to hit.
1: That'll be that'll be quite a fun orientation for the incoming legislators <laughs> if they have a mess like this to have to deal with on their first day. But uh, you know that, the, bottom, the, the other thing that, that strikes me is that you know we're, we're talking a lot about this, and it's not just this doesn't just affect the tenants obviously it affects landlords around the state and uh, you know we, we're not talking there's there's a lot of big landlords but for the most part we're talking about people who maybe have a couple of buildings or a couple of units and and this is just seems to be getting more of a more stress on them and you know what would be the, I mean the outcome what would what would happen if if there's a, a, a a risk of, you know, foreclosures on these things. I, I know banks are working with, with landlords right now, but you know, at some point push has to come to shove.
2: Yeah, the, the, um, the Sununu, the the original statewide moratorium did also uh, put the kibosh on foreclosures, um, so it seemed like though the, the the landlords like the tenants still had to make payments, but uh, they couldn't lose their their building or their house now that's uh th- this order the cdc order doesn't mention anything about foreclosures so um that is a a problem there is of uh, some federal protections against foreclosures um uh but uh but uh, but that's with federal backed housing it has nothing to do with most uh, a lot of landlords they don't get um for a commercial loan on a small building um they won't get this uh you know it's usually not federally financed and unless some of them might have some some uh, section eight in which case they they are under the federal aegis so um they're i they're in a, a tough position um some of them say this is unfair that they uh you know they feel like uh you know that being a social service agency uh you know that uh on the other hand you know it is true um as one tenant advocate said uh, you know you can't stay at home if you don't have one um and so people you know who are forced out of their homes um they are going to have to live somewhere and it's either on the streets or or in shelters and both are not ideal uh for public health um so it's uh it's a tough situation it's i don't know what the answer is uh anybody out there that does uh give me a call
1: <laughs> you know i have to say this is just uh it's it's and it's not ending anytime soon as we know and uh it's another whole discussion about you know the possibility of covid you know coming far worse again uh, but anyway listen Bob thanks very much for talking about this a little bit of a bummer but you know this is what this is what we do this is what we do in this business uh, thanks again and uh, everybody uh, take care thanks for listening and be well.